GM, GM, today is a monumental best ball breakfast. By the con conclusion of today's show, we will have reached the halfway point of my Best Ball Mania 4 streaming journey. That is right. Today, on tap, drafts number 74 and 75. Also joining me for the 75th draft will be my guy, Easy from the Deposit Kingdom, who has a very sick correlation spreadsheet that he is going to help use and guide me, co-pilot me through the 75th draft. I'm Pete Overzet. This is Best Ball Breakfast. Let's go. Oh, another Influencer 101 for the backward hats, bro. Rigged! Zach Ertz with no Tyler Algier bring back? Yikes! You reached a round for correlation? That's a no-no. You ADP bros disgust me. How about you just live a little? Handcuffing might actually be a way to get unique if the field's avoiding it. The Wi-Fi at this resort is a disaster? These fucking streamers don't have player takes. What if a piss boy draft is the room you need? Oh! All right. Good mornings. Good mornings. I was wondering who was going to be uh, hanging out here as we're in this, I don't know, like purgatory day uh, between uh, celebrating a long 4th of July weekend. But I figured the show must go on. And I got too excited when I realized that the 75th draft was going to fall on this Monday, July 3rd. I was able to dust off the, uh, the photo from the draft RBs. It, it just all came together. And I said, you know what? We're working on Monday, July 3rd. And, you know, God bless America that we get to call this work. Um, shout out to everyone in the chat, specifically those who do celebrate. It is good to qualify that Tyler, some of our Canadian friends, um, might not be as festive as the rest of us today. Although, didn't they have their Canadian uh, independence holiday recently as well? Um, forgive me for my ignorance, uh, dear Canadians. Um, who needs a fourth hot dog eating contest when we got draft 75? That's right. That's right. I am the Joey Chestnut of best ball drafting, just absolutely mainlining these drafts like hot dogs, dipping my drafts in water to make them go down easier. I don't know if this analogy really uh, sticks the landing there. Thank you for wishing me a 75th birthday. Wow, B. Kurt. Thank you, sir, for the super chat. Congrats on the 50%. There, there was a stretch I think it was when I was doing the cardio club drafts. You know, we did uh, one on the club. We did one on Swolecast. Um, I think I did one other. Oh, it was the night we went running with Leone. After that week, I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it through the summer. Uh, I felt um, both physically, emotionally, and mentally exhausted. And then I realized if I just sit at my desk and draft, I can maintain the necessary stamina to stream 150 drafts. Um, people want to see the old man reading the comments on last week's draft with Sean and Pat was hilarious. Uh, it basically, every comment was like, that was the worst draft you've ever drafted followed by one of the coolest teams you've ever drafted. So shout out to Sean for helping, um, give me the palate cleanser after drafting Zeke Elliott, Odell Beckham and Michael Thomas. If, if you happen to miss that stream last Wednesday, um, go back and watch it. Um, it was, uh, it was something. It was something. Um, wow, Kyle has already maxed out BBM4. Came here for the fix. Congratulations. I will say, I will say, as much as I am excited to continue my Best Ball Mania 4, I'm getting pretty jazzed up about the weekly winners contest. Um, I hopped in a few slow drafts. I did one, my first fast draft of it last night. Have been thinking about a uh, strategy for that nonstop. And we're actually immediately following this. I'm going to hop on uh, ADP chasing. Uh, Pat Millionaire uh, Karain is apparently taking the, the long week to celebrate the 4th of July. Um, it must be something millionaires do where they don't have to work 
on Mondays, but I'm going to fill in for him with uh, Davis and Sam, and we're going to talk some weekly winner strategy, and then we're going to hop in a weekly winner's draft. So normally don't get a draft on ADP chasing. You will be getting one today. Like I said, that'll be immediately following this at noon. I have it set up to redirect here as well. So if you guys just want to hang out for the next three and a half hours, uh, talking uh, best ball, weekly winners, best ball mania four, well, you are in the right spot. Did I get some sun this week? Yeah, I've been out. I've been doing some some running uh, out in the sun here. D does it look? Do I get some color? I think I needed it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for noticing. Thank you for noticing. GMs all around. What is up? J. Mike. Um, we have so much housekeeping to do. Should we do a coffee pour? Should we get a coffee pour? Get a little stretch here. Make sure that we're able to deliver on the astronomical expectations for the coffee pour these days. Everyone. If everyone could just be quiet. I'd like to see Joey Chestnut do a, a coffee pour uh, before he eats all of his hot dogs. This is true skill. Ooh, oh yeah, that one was nice. It wasn't, it wasn't a super strong pour. I know at the end of last stream I had an angry pour. I felt like that one was just a smooth pour. Like, hey, we're we're gonna settle in for a good show today. We are going to settle in. Ross says I'm an angry runner. Yeah, that was a, that was the other comments on all of my cardio club streams that I turn into uh, a crank uh, when I'm running and trying to do content at the same time. Um, trying to catch up here. Do, 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 do. People liking the weekly winners. Oh, yeah, there's definitely a strategy. Yeah, I, I think the strategy is like massively different um, than Best Ball Mania. I think if you're drafting your weekly winners teams, like structurally similar to how you're drafting your best ball mania teams, you're, you're probably way off the mark, but I will save the weekly winners talk for, uh, for, uh, ADP chasing at noon, uh, chunk the deuce shout out chunk the deuce. Were, were you just in a splash play draft with us? Chunk the deuce. I want to say you, uh, your name came up, just subscribe to the newsletter. How long have I been missing out on this? Yeah. I've been writing the PO box newsletter every Friday for, I don't know, two to three months. Now you can read all the old archives there. I did pin it there because in the Friday edition, I wrote about the ducks. I wrote about feeding the ducks. Basically I had this epiphany the other day that the two songs dominating my life right now, both revolve around, uh, around ducks, April, my nearly seven month old daughter's favorite song. It's called Six Little Ducks. And then, of course, around here, Feeding the Ducks, everyone's favorite song, or in some people's case, their least favorite song. So I did write about that and how duck songs are dominating my life. I drop that email in your inbox every Friday, um, normally just something that's on my mind. I recap the week in streams. A lot of times I get feedback that I'm doing so much stuff. I'm all over the place. So I said, how about if I had a place to recap it for you? I get all the links all the shorts, all the written articles over on Fantasy Life, all of that packaged neatly. Also, we'll share some recommendations, other stuff I'm enjoying. I also shared two albums, my two favorite albums right now. So yes, subscribe to for free to the PO Box newsletter. And even if you've been missing them, the archives are available to read uh, for free as well. Um, let's see here. Let's see. I am trying to catch up on the chat here. Um... Okay, I got an important question. What would uh who would win a hot dog eating contest between all the guys in the fantasy circle? Ooh, that is a that's an interesting one because I do think what the snap take is to be like, oh, this this big dude, uh, he would just crush these. But we've seen 
these hot dog winners, these guys are athletes. Some of these are like the uh, sneakily thin guys um, who take this down. Let me let me think about this. I would like would it surprise anyone if if Justin Herzik like spent his free time like figuring out how to optimize hot dog eating and just in that svelte little frame of his, he was actually able to just annihilate like 19 hot dogs. I don't know. Herzig, Herzig is out here tagging people for sniping him in the weekly winners. That I think just that peek into how maniacal he is, I think means he could also be an expert hot dog eater. So I would not want to get in a hot dog eating contest with Justin Herzig. Um, Jonathan feeding the ducks is much more than a song. It is a lifestyle. I couldn't agree more. I truly could not agree more. Um, let's see here. Do I need my banner? I believe I need my banner here. We got to get the banner. This is going to be draft 74. And also, as I mentioned at the top, I'm going to have Easy from the Deposit Kingdom. If you guys are in the Deposit Kingdom Discord, you know Easy. He is the most prolific poster in the Discord by a lot. And he has whipped up a really cool spreadsheet um, that's a correlation spreadsheet that dynamically updates as you go through your draft and is pushing uh, specific boosters to players based on historical correlations. And why is my phone ringing right now? And so Easy's going to join me for the second draft, and uh, and we're going to show off that spreadsheet while drafting. But I am underway here in my first draft. Let me get all situated here. And then we will be off to the races. What did I get? What did I get? Draft 112. Jeez, we cannot buy an early draft slot in these in these early streams. Really running, running pretty sad on that. Let me get this in here so we can all see everything. I got my exposures updated. Who's in here? Everyone that we know. We got Trev in here. We got JGFC, who's never not been in a draft with me. We got Nates. We got Nick. Shout out producer Nick in this draft. Also, producer Phil behind the ones and twos today. All right, 112. We're off to the races. Draft number 74. Also, one thing I wanted to mention, uh, you guys all know about the comment giveaway. Any of my stream drafts, you leave a comment that gets you an entry into a giveaway when I hit 15,000 subs on the channel. We just cleared 14.1K. Uh, so uh, less than 900 to go. Uh, I want to do a little special thing for today's comment. So one thing I'm going to try to do by the end of the week is put together a little post looking at my exposures, um, my favorite teams, players I'm heavy on, stat combinations, the exposures I have the most. Um, I've been working with the producers, Michael Dubner spreadsheet, looking at the Fantasy Life Best Ball Hub. So either... In the comments, either leave um, a suggestion of something you would like to see when I do my my halfway exposure roundup, saying um, if you have any specific quirks or things you would like to see, or if you want to reference one that you would like to see included, like 1% um, Jalen Tolbert, um, stuff like that. So that will be the theme to today's comments, and I am now on the clock here. I think what I might do, I might live a little today. I might live a little, I've, I've seen people doing this and I, I haven't had a chance to do one myself. I'm going to do the, uh, the Amon Ross St. Brown, Tony Pollard. I'm going to, I'm going to get one of those in here. It's only going to happen at the one, two turn 
Um, I do think there is a chance Tony Pollard just gets more expensive and is, uh, and just lands here anyways. You know, if they don't end up re-signing Zeke, which now is apparently a thing, and if we just head all the way to the start of the season and there's no backfield competition there, I would not be surprised to see Pollard move up here. Um, but I just wanted to get one. I feel like all the correlation bros get to do their fun stuff at the one-two turn. And I'm such a slave to ADP that I never do it. Well, how about that? I, I just constantly give out peace offerings to the various subsections of best ball Twitter. You know, sometimes it's tossing the bye week bros and all a branch. You know, sometimes it's tossing the portfolio bros and all a branch. Today, I just two all a branches, one to live a little nation. There you go. ADP is a social construct. You can take Tony Pollard at pick 13. And to the week 17 bros, my initial bros, sometimes I feel like I'd forsaken you guys because I'm not jamming premium week 17 correlations with my first few picks. So Hopefully I'm back in the good graces of week 17 nation. IJ, Pete, do you think people are glossing over how good AJB was last year? Seemed like he should be going earlier than pick eight. I don't think they're glossing over it. I, I would say his ADP is um, indicative of people uh, really liking what they saw from AJ Brown last year. And I actually think, I think if you just look at projections and how good Devonta Smith was down the stretch and that they were essentially functioning as like co-1As in that offense from a target perspective, I think you could say A.J. Brown is slightly too expensive in that um, Devonta Smith is maybe slightly uh, cheap relative to A.J. Brown's price tag. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I think he's aggressively priced. I don't think it's necessarily a bad price. I mean – the thing you're getting with AJ Brown is access to 35 point weeks. Um, we know that the Eagles can pop off and we've seen AJ Brown, what hang two touchdowns in two quarters of football and then basically not play in the second half. So you can envision some scenarios this year where the Eagles defense is worse, where they get pushed a little bit more and AJ Brown just has some absolutely nuclear games. But to me, this one eight, his current ADP is more reflective of his single spike week upside than it is him earning a consistent 25% target share for the whole season. Like to me, that's not what you're getting from AJ Brown. I think there is going to be more volatility. There's going to be some, some dud weeks, but the ceiling is absolutely uh, unmatched there. All right. What do we have going on in this draft? Am I getting buried by an avalanche uh, after taking Tony Pollard? Devonta Smith goes at 18, Alave 21, Higgins 22. This seems fairly Fairly normal here. Hmm. All right, we're doing this one again. Is there a reason to avoid stacking two, Q two QBs who play each other week 17? Does it limit your outs to be so in one game? I think it's like the conversation we have a lot about a lot of stuff like in the what the 98th 99th percentile outcomes it's probably not optimal like in a perfect world but i'm never i'm never avoiding it specifically like if i have my second quarterback say i have a watson team and i also have garrett wilson and aaron rod or uh yeah aaron Rodgers falls 30 picks past adp which legitimately happens sometime and structurally i need a second quarterback and i'm already invested in garrett wilson i'm not i'm not passing on aaron Rodgers because aaron Rodgers and Watson both play together in week 17. But 
I'm also not, I'm going to use that maybe as a tiebreaker. Like I'm not taking Aaron Rodgers at ADP because I already have Deshaun Watson. So I don't know. That's how I'm, how I'm thinking about it. It wouldn't be my preferred thing, but I also don't think it is a death sentence to a team. The thought is you just would theoretically like to have access to two different games for high scoring. Um, we're about to pick here at 312 and 4-1. Like I said, we started with Tony Pollard and Amon Ra St. Brown. Was hoping Keenan Allen would fall to me. Keenan hasn't been falling. I will not make the mistake of taking the uh, Lamar Jackson detour again. That's how I got buried uh, last time. Let's see here. Jerry Judy and Christian Watson. I think that's my play here. I don't really see anything else that I really need to do. Sorry, Najee, not doing the Lamar thing on this build. Let's just get two more wide receivers. Jerry Judy and Christian Watson. Um, ADP is probably a little rich, um, but we are just going to hammer some wide receivers here. So the team threw four rounds, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Tony Pollard, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson. Hmm. Yeah, how could I forget? Drafting Lamar Jackson gives me access to a very vaguely justifiable uh, selection of Odell Beckham. Tyler says, can we pedal for likes early, mid, and late on stream today? Let's smash through 400 likes for this. The birth of our dear Jizz Nason and halfway milestone to 150 BBMs. Tyler always gets me to read his comments because um, they're always doing things that I should be doing as a host. And then he always sneaks, sneaks in um, something like Jizz Nason in there. It's really smart. It's kind of like the Anchorman teleprompter thing where I'm like, oh, yeah, this seems like a comment I should pull up. And the next thing you know, I'm saying to our dear Jizz Nason. Mm. Oh, thank you. Easy for this. Judy Amon Ra, week 15 correlation. We love to see it. You know what? I uh, I had actually just told Brick, and I am going to be making the update in the draft caddy soon. I am going to get rid of week 17 display because I have those all memorized. I am I'm very behind on my week 15 and week 16 correlations. I, I will fully admit it. So um, we're going to get that default option added to the Brick draft caddy um here so i'm going to end up switching this to 16 17 exposures to 15 16 exposures i need to start rolling up my sleeves and get my hand in the dirt on these week 15 week 16 correlations mm. all right let's see what kind of hypothetical we have here ron paul if offered would you sell a hundred percent of your 150 bbm lineups for 10 percent roi prior to week one um, no, I would not because, and it's not saying that I think I'm better than a 10% ROI. It's what I'm doing here is I want to bank a stream draft. I want to have a team in the finals that I streamed that, that is what my goal is here. Um, so doing that, if my goal was specifically EV or ROI, I wouldn't be streaming all of these drafts. So I already know, uh, what I'm doing with this. And so I would need, I guess I would have a number, right? Like, but the number would have to be pretty high for me to, to bail on having any equity of my own teams in the finals. Cause just do this thought experiment. What amount of money would help me sleep at night knowing I had a team that I drafted on stream 
that let's just say miraculously finishes top 10 in best ball mania. And I have 0% of that in the week 17 finals. I, I would be sick to my stomach. There would be nothing left in my stomach because I would have puked it all out. There's just no way. Like the number is honestly probably too silly to even admit because I could not think of the FOMO downside equity of watching a team I drafted on stream and not owning a percent of it. I, I couldn't live with myself. I, I just couldn't. I guess you can keep trying numbers in the chat. There would be a number where I would let it go, but it would probably be unreasonably high. Hmm. All right, let's see here. We're about to pick at the 5-6 turn. I might be forced into a tight in selection here, or we might just keep grabbing wide receivers. Hawkinson does go to Nick. I definitely would have scooped up Hawkinson there um, if he had continued to fall. Let's see here. And Kittle goes. Okay, maybe I'm not taking uh, a tight end, although I have been wanting to get a little bit more Kyle Pitts, but this isn't the side of the board, I think, where you get your Kyle Pitts. I have so much uh, Tyler Lockett and Mike Evans. I've been trying to boost up my Traylon Burks a little bit. Should I try to boost up my uh, my Addison here? That seems a little rich, too. Or do we just play the hits? Is there any other correlation stuff here? Let's do, let's do Tyler Lockett um, and Traylon Burks week 16. That seems like fun. That seems like fun. And now we, we still have a bunch of mid to late quarterback options here. I wouldn't have minded having a, a tight end detour here. You know, I'm, I'm generally thinking through having two non wide receiver detours through seven rounds had only selected Tony Pollard. I would have taken Kittle or Hawkinson had they been there. I'm still waffling if I should have just grabbed Pitts, but considering this room, my guess is coming back to me here at pick 84. I'm guessing I don't love the wide receivers that are there. And so right now we just have a true anchor RB build cooking. Tony Pollard, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, Tyler Lockett, Traylon Burks here. Um... Let's see, Michael, are you going to defend the Piss Boys on ADP chasing today? I would love to defend the Piss Boys. The problem is, like I said, I've been re reviewing my exposures for Best Ball Mania um, and my structural exposures as well. And I have more Anchor RB and Double Anchor RB teams than I do Zero RB. I actually think that is going to naturally flip, though, as we get into August, because Part of the pause on aggressive zero RB builds is not having a lot of clarity on these back um, on these backfields and basically not liking the zero RB target options in round 16, 17, 18. I think a lot more of those are going to come into focus in August and I will feel much more comfortable um, leaning into some of those. So I think my structural exposures are going to tilt soon and I can get back in the good graces of true Piss Boy Zero RB Nation. Tom, thoughts on when Best Ball Mania 4 fills? Um, I, I think they are going to pace it and have it fill exactly when they want. I will say first week of September. Um, I'll say around like September 1st or September 2nd, I think it fills. 
people are talking about how much they would sell their portfolio for. Chris, have you noticed an ADP shift? Are you worried about Christian Watson after the piece is saying Dobbs has a good connection with love? I mean, cost adjusted Dobbs. I like the Dobbs pick much, much better, but I still also like Christian Watson. I mean, again, the thing I, I know what I'm getting when I draft these guys, right? Like I feel like sometimes people draft Christian Watson thinking they're going to get like peak Julio Jones for 17 games. And it's like, no, I'm drafting Christian Watson, hoping that I get two to three 30 balls from him. Like that's what you're paying for at that price. Um, I think people often get caught up on some of these prices. Like, how is JSN? You took him in the fourth. You took it's like I'm not paying for 17 weeks of production from JSN. If I wanted to pay for 17 weeks of production from JSN, I would just draft Deontay Johnson. Um, I'm paying for the spike weeks here with a guy like Christian Watson, and I am just in on the Packers offense. So while cost adjusted, I would prefer to just play it through Dobbs, play it through Love um in the cheaper options. I still want exposure um, to Christian Watson because we know what he can do in those single game scenarios. And I, I don't see much difference, honestly, between Christian Watson and Traylon Burks. Um, I've been fine now dancing around the ADP in this round four through seven range here. Connor, anchor RB builds are easier this year with great round uh, running back round three values. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I've actually pushed back on. It's it's actually harder to do, even though we are in the wide receiver avalanche era of underdog. It's actually harder to do zero RB builds if you are taking the best player available because the best player available in the third round is often a quarterback or a running back. Um, I'm, I, I don't like DK Metcalf's price. I'm often in the third round looking at these picks being like, I like the running back here. So I actually think you have to push outside of your comfort zone to specifically get to zero RB builds in this current drafting landscape. But like I said, I have a feeling that it might shift here in August as guys like Ramondre Pollard get pushed up a little bit. Um, all right, all the wide receivers are gone. All the tight ends are gone. Um, I think I might just build out. I've been trying to get a little bit more David Montgomery. He's a pick that I like. I have this bet on this Dallas Detroit game. We'll go ahead and pair Montgomery with Amon Ra. Oh, what else do we want to do here? I don't like this spot. Um, nothing with quarterback I want to do here. I'm not reaching for Evan Ingram here. I'm not taking any of these wide receivers. I guess I could just really rip it in on Detroit if I am going to play this Detroit game. I'm going to put Jamison in here. I haven't really done any like Omega Detroit stuff. I really like the Detroit schedule. Um, I'm very light on Jamison Williams. Maybe this is my rip it in on Detroit draft. Another player where like Jamison Williams at pick 85 just feels very bad. Um, and one of the downsides to picking on the turn here where the board just felt incredibly flat to me. Um, all of these guys, basically no interest in them relative to this team, Pacheco, Watson, um, Rashad White, Dalvin Cook, James Conner, Tua Sutton. Um, yeah, not, not a fun spot on the board there for me. So we will build out a correlation bet here. I, I'm guessing I do not have a single Amon Ra Jamison Williams team, and I certainly do not have a Pollard Amon Ra Jamison Williams team. So 
We're living a little today, folks. Living a little today. Looking at a few different things here. All right. Do I have any 4th of July traditions? Not really. Normally down at the beach on the 4th. I'm going to head back down to the beach uh, after uh, today, after I do those shows. But not some grilling. When I was a kid, we had way more traditions in my cul-de-sac. One of my favorite traditions of 4th of July, a couple times we would do, we had a watermelon seed spitting contest. Who could spit the watermelon seed the furthest? Um, and that was always a highlight of the 4th of July. I used to get in trouble from my neighbors. I was a, uh, definitely had some pyromaniac tendencies. Basically had built like a bottle rocket gun out of some like old sprinkler head materials and just like walking around the neighborhood shooting bottle rockets out of like a quasi bazooka. Um, but those were in my salad days, my salad days of youth. I'm now a more mature individual who doesn't need to uh, be lighting off a sleeve of black cats to feel alive. Back to Best Ball Mania 4, how are they going to pace it? By releasing more tournaments. They, they have a very easy lever to pull. If they ever want to slow down on Best Ball Mania 4, all they do is release a puppy. And then everyone runs over to the puppy and forgets about Best Ball Mania 4. They can, they can control the pacing based on the other offerings they release. Thank you for our continued reminder to smash that like. What do we have? I see we have 346 people watching right now and only 22 likes. What is wrong with you people? This is this is America on 4th of July weekend and you guys are being stingy with your likes. Thank you, Fantasy Sanctuary. And congrats to you on hitting 1K. I, uh, I hopped on with Tom in the Fantasy Sanctuary. Was that last week, Tom? Maybe the week before? Um, check out that episode. Went through some targets, um, some fades on underdog tom has a great youtube operation over there how do you balance how many christian watson explosion week guys you take versus deontay johnson consistent types yeah i think it's i think um you know one thing i think about a little bit so i kind of knew i had an anchor rb build coming here um i'm definitely more willing if i know i'm going to be hitting you know, six wide receivers through this many rounds. Like I'm, am going to be willing to take more swings on guys. I'm not going to get any production from Jamison Williams, you know, guys like Traylon Burks and Christian Watson have a pretty wide range of outcomes. So it's on these more robust wide receiver builds that I actually want to take more of that. It's more, if you're in a hyper fragile situation, then it's like, Hey, that Deontay Johnson production as your wide receiver two can be very, very helpful. So I think the way I generally think about it is more just macro structurally. Um, and it's how I think about zero RB stuff too, right? Like if I start with, you know, Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson, I'm not necessarily running to the table to select um, uh, Samaj P. Ryan because I'm not as concerned about that early season production. All right, I'm reviewing the board here. I think I'm going to take AJ Dillon. I'm just going to keep building out these team bets here. Um, AJ Dillon with Christian Watson. I, I love AJ Dillon's price right here um, at pick 108. I'm a little light on him. Trying to see what else I want to do here. Is there anything? I, I don't feel like I need to take quarterback here. Maybe we, maybe we keep reaching around here. 
is there anything later with, I don't want this. How about this? How about instead of choosing, I know I do not have any Dobbs and uh, Christian Watson teams. So I'm ending up with some pretty big ADP reaches um, here. Maybe this is the uh, side effect of drafting with Sean <laughs> and Kitchen. Sorry. The side effect of drafting with Sean and Kitchen is you start to care about ADP less. Um, but I am liking this idea of building out some stacks here around Green Bay, around Detroit, two teams whose schedule I like a lot there. And we also get some, if you're looking for Green Bay uh, bringbacks, you get those two running backs late as well with Minnesota, which I kind of like having in my back pocket here. So double tapping the Packers there on the turn. A.J. Dillon out of value, Romeo Dobbs out of reach. Rand Dazzler, do you have a target date for when you will reach 150? If I could, my goal would be whatever like my last BBM is going to be. So I guess what? I'm probably not doing a, a best ball breakfast on Labor Day, but I would ideally like to have my last best ball mania stream also be my last, you know, draft. Basically, I'm trying to sync up my 150 with when the contest fills. I will be more aggressive and make sure that there is no way I get boxed out of it. Like I'm not just going to flirt with the contest filling without getting in that last stream. So that's how I'm thinking about it. But I basically thought of the drafting calendar as May and June, halfway point, July 4th, and then July and August. And I haven't been too scientific with my pacing. I haven't plotted everything out specifically, but knowing that I was hitting my 75th draft today on July 4th, I feel like I'm on the correct pace. And like I've said, no, no one needs to worry about me completing the drafts. They will get done. If I need to fire up a stream where I do five at once or five in one setting, we will make sure all of these drafts are streamed. You should have seen me. Was it last week? Or we took last week off from the Swolecast. The week before that, when we hopped in the wrong draft, I, I almost had like a freak. I said to these guys, I was like, look, Kitchen, I don't give a single fuck what draft you're in. You're putting my draft up on that stream, or I am hopping off the Swolecast and I am firing up my own stream right now because I refuse to do a Best Ball Mania draft that is not streamed. If I if there's like any asterisks next to my 150 stream challenge, I will not be able to, to live with myself. So um, yes, I'm taking this very seriously. Do not worry. All of these drafts will be streamed. Catching up on the chat. God, I I really hope you're right, Sacrilegious. This feels like the one. I'm looking forward to rewatching the stream in January as we celebrate Pete's one and a half cranes. Being able to say I have one and a half cranes from best ball would just be, mwah, be the chef's kiss here. Um, easy roasting me for my Jamison Williams pick. I just can't wait. Your 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 uh your correlation spreadsheet. It's gonna it's gonna boost uh Jamison Williams up when we take when we take Pollard and Ahmad Ross State Brown. Um, did you max out the higher buy-in tournaments? Oh, I did not max out the Bulldog. What is the was the Bulldog like 15 entries at $500 a pop? I did one of the Bulldogs, but I've been maxing everything else. So the Dalmatians, the Chows, um, anything um other than the Bulldog, I believe I've maxed. Mm, I'm so behind on the chat here. Raise it says, who are the wide receivers where if you take them, you seriously prioritize the QB? For me, it's Tyreek Waddle Tua. That's a very good one. 
Um, certainly agree with that. Let me make my pick and then I'll think of other quarterbacks that I go out of my way to select otherwise. So, do, 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 do. all right, we're definitely taking Jared Goff with one of these picks. And this does feel like a spot where, why don't we keep building out these bets? We got this bet on Denver. Russell Wilson has gone, but I do not need him with this build shaping up. Or do I just take, maybe I do need to take the Camara value at this point. All right, let's not jump the shark here. We, we have plenty of Dolchich. If I'm going to get my Camara shares, um, it's going to be at pick 130. It is funny how I was uh, I was listening to Karain talk on the podcast. I think it was with uh, Bime Four, and Karain was talking about this like psychological thing when you generally are fading guys and their names are like blind to you on the in the queue. Where I was nearly blind to Kamara, just like I always see Kamara at the at the top of my queue here. Um, and not even checking in and noticing that he had fallen 30 picks past ADP. Um, so that was one of those moments there where you have to kind of slap yourself and be like, yes, you are fading this guy at or around ADP, not 30 picks past ADP. So let's recap the team here after grabbing Kamara at pick 132. We have a 147 build, no tight ends. Um, we got Jared Goff at quarterback, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, AJ Dillon, Alvin Kamara at running back. Our wide receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, Tyler Lockett, Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Romeo Dobbs, and no tight ends. So um, feeling good about wide receivers, feel good about the running backs here. Um, quarterback, we'll, we'll have to uh, do a little work still, but I think I'm okay with how this team is shaping up. Breaking news, six games suspension for Jamison Williams. Thank you, James. I had completely missed this. Um, I can't believe I just drafted a guy that's suspended for six games. Is there any other news in the chat I should know about my team? Is Alvin Kamara maybe going to get suspended? Because I just I just thought he was an extreme value at 132. What if I get 17 games? Jeez, I'm behind on the chat. You guys are firing today. Monty with the super chat for season long sit and go drafts other than staying close to ADP. What would you advise? So yeah, like I was talking about this with Jason Moore from the fantasy footballers on the randomizer draft on Thursday, by the way, check out that show. Very fun show with Jason. He was a great sport, but Jason almost exclusively does just the self-contained 12 person leagues on underdog. Um, the other things I would be doing is I am not, you're not pushing structural edges to the extreme there, right? So you're not doing um, as many like hyper fragile builds. You're not doing as many like single elite QB or single elite tight end stuff there. I probably would be doing a lot more three, five, seven threes. You don't have to worry about stacking near as much. I would probably never reach big time for a stack in a self-contained 12 person league. And it would also depend on like the kind of volume you're playing, especially if you, if you were doing like hundreds of these, um, I would really be sticking close to ADP and, and nailing those structures. And it, I, it's tough to go from doing best ball mania draft to like a 12 person league. I mean, the, it's really hard not to have it bleed over. Even when I was doing the bulldog draft where I know some of the correlation and structural things that I need to do in best ball mania aren't as applicable. It's still really hard to turn that off. Um, to, 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 
Yeah, I, I played that cool um, when I was waiting for Jared Goff to come around, but I it I definitely have gotten cucked in that situation by playing too casual with it. Uh, but who who wants to take Jared Goff unstacked? Like you're a real sicko if you're like I can't wait to just dial up this backdoor Jared Goff Laporte. I guess maybe the CD Lamb drafter, someone who got sniped on Dak. I just feel. Like Goff is one of those guys you can let go if you have the market cornered on uh, on Lions. But I've definitely been burned by that logic before. Mm. Thank you, guys. I appreciate all this news coming in. I've been a little bit unplugged over the weekend. Javante Williams not, might not be ready for week one. I appreciate that. Brandon sees people drafting week 17 correlations and sit and draft goes uh sit and go drafts constantly. That's hilarious. It doesn't it doesn't shock me though. It's really hard psychologically to get that out because it is just very fun. It's very fun drafting those correlations. Nick does snipe me on Laporta. Come on, Nick. You're not gonna let me have Laporta. Um, we're definitely taking Jared Goff with one of these picks. Um man. This might have to be a Taysom team if I'm getting sniped on all of these. Come on, Nick. I mean, Laporta just lines up. I, I go out of my way, Nick, to tell you I'm Omega stacking the Lions, and you have to take Laporta from me? That was dirty, Nick. Let me. I need to look at your team, Nick. I want to see if this was justifiable. Okay, you're doing it for your bring back. You got your Dallas stack, and you're running out of Lions to bring it back. Fine. Fine. Um, hmm. Yeah. I don't think I need to do running backs here. Yeah, I could do Osborne as the bring back with the Detroit stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's give that a shot. I normally, and it, this isn't mutually exclusive. I can still do um, a Ty Chandler, Dwayne McBride as the bring back, but this is, I was, this is my last receiver here. I don't, I'm not going more than eight wide receivers. I don't, I'm not going to be disappointed in the three late tight ends I end up with here, but this does feel like a spot to get Osborne as that bring back. It is a lot of capital spent at wide receiver here. You can check my draft capital buckets. We are firmly in bucket one. We have soared past bucket one, uh, the draft capital threshold, uh, at five fifteen on the high side and we're at five thirty. But I don't mind pushing it. Uh, the Saints tight ends generally fall is a bit as well. So the team here through 14 rounds, uh, we got Jared Goff and Jordan Love at quarterback. We have some big team stacks um, here. Let me do it by team. So we have Jared Goff, David Montgomery, Amon Ross St. Brown, and Jamison Williams with uh, a Tony Pollard bring back. And then we have Jordan Love, A.J. Dillon, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs with a K.J. Osborne bring back. So just I do kind of like these big stacks and prioritizing that bring back. Then the rest of our team, so then the rest of the running backs, Pollard, Montgomery, A.J. Dillon, and then Kamara, wide receiver, Amon Ra, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, Tyler Lockett, Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Romeo Dobbs, K.J. Osborne. Who do my – who do my uh, – 
Packers play in, in week 16? Because these are kind of the spots where I said I actually do want to start looking at maybe a week 16 bring back. Because when you invest that much in two teams, I am going to need a big game from them in week 16 as well. So the Packers play the Panthers. I will put that one in my back pocket. And who do the Lions play in week 16? They play uh, Minnesota. Okay, so I get the double whammy there with the Osborne with uh, Detroit, which is nice to get the two dome games there um, for Osborne. I like that. Cross-dressing life. What is the lowest running back bucket you've been to? Well, the draft I did with uh, Brian on Lulz on uh, Thursday, I didn't even reach the uh i didn't even reach the uh the bucket um let me go to it real quick and see if i can find it uh lols this was the one where i went real thin javante williams antonio gibson jamal williams deontay foreman kenneth gainwell jeff wilson you can see here the threshold for bucket five the lowest bucket is 127 and i was at 117 there <laughs> so um that i believe is probably one of my lowest buckets although someone could go back through and and tell me All right, so thinking through the end game here, I'm at a two four eight zero. Um, we have pick basically three of these are going to be tight ends, and then one running back is what we're looking at here. We're going to be at a two quarterback build with Goff and Love. We'll add a fifth running back with this Tony Pollard anchor build. I think that's perfectly fine. And then we are getting to three tight ends here. Hmm. Oh, what's the highest bucket? I don't know. I'd have to go look. Uh, probably, I don't know. I don't I don't spend a lot of draft capital at running back. Even when I do the hyper-fragile builds, you know, and I've only done a couple of those, I stop at four running backs. I'm, I'm generally in bucket four or bucket five uh, for running backs. We could go back and look. I know I've had some high T drafts um, when all the piss boys were, were sniping me. What kind of tight ends are we looking at here? Um, I do believe I mentioned how I would like to get a Carolina bring back here. I really like Chuba. Um, so that's the Chuba week 16 versus Green Bay. He can be my fifth running back. And now it's starting to look at tight end here. Um, we do have Gesicki plays my Denver. We don't have any Buffalo. I still don't mind Knox here. Um, all right, so we're going to take Chuba. Do we just take... Hmm, yeah. I think I'm just going to go Knox because there is stuff, too, I can do. Maybe Gesicki Falls, I doubt it, but Hunter Henry's always kicking around. I could have done Hayden Hurst as my Carolina guy. I just don't like Hayden Hurst relative to a lot of these other tight ends I can take. Let's go ahead and grab Knox, a guy I continue to think is undervalued. And we'll we'll wrap up this draft with two more tight ends in the 17th and 18th. So we did do a true punt tight end build here. Our last three picks will all be tight ends through 16 rounds. Jared Goff and Jordan Love at quarterback. I do think I do think this is like generally on the fringe for me if I would want a third quarterback. Um, but because I'm making such big bets on the teams themselves, like my bets are Detroit is undervalued and Green Bay is undervalued, and Jared Goff and Jordan Love are going to be this year's Tua. 
and perform like QB7, QB8. Like that's essentially the bet I'm making when I take that many Lions, that many Packers. And I also don't have any super obvious late stacks. You know, generally if I'm on my Jahan Dotson or Terry McLaurin and I have my Sam Howell bullshit or I have a Drake London and a Kyle Pitts and I'm on my Desmond Ritter bullshit. Um, normally I have a Pittsburgh guy. I'm on my Kenny Pickett bullshit. But there was no obvious third quarterbacks to even consider here. So I'm perfectly fine rocking this as a two quarterback build. I think a, a, a five running back room with Tony Pollard as an anchor, especially a very flag planty Tony Pollard anchor, taking him at pick 13 and then using the mid range here. I didn't really fully punt running back like the Montgomery, AJ Dillon, Camara, decent amount of capital spent on RBs there. Feel fine with five. I think you could argue in different builds. If I had a third quarterback that I like, I can probably turn KJ Osborne into a third quarterback. Then I turn Chuba Hubbard into a Minnesota running back. And then I turn one of these tight ends into a uh, Hayden Hurst. That's probably like the trickle down there if I don't go with KJ Osborne. So he kind of impacts structurally the direction I go. But I think I, I like this team. I think it's accomplishing a lot of the stuff that I like to accomplish in drafts. And I just haven't done a lot of as much as I like the Lions and as much as I like the Packers, I haven't done big stacks with them. So it feels good to get a lot of the primary pieces there because I have a lot of just Dobbs and Watson split and not together. Matt, draft some running backs for America. I will. I will, except I'm done drafting running backs on this draft. Overs that is halfway. 75 more remaining. Living on a prayer. That's it. That's it. We are living on a prayer. Thank you, GA, for this. Packers versus Tampa Bay, week 15. Do I see a little Kate Otten in my future? Everyone in the chat, give me give me my week 15. Who does uh who do the Lions play in week 15, chat? I don't have that pulled up. Anyone else have any fun builds going on in this room? Mario started Chase, JT, Ramondre, Najee, and then absolutely pissed yellow there to recover. We got sharp drafters in this room. This definitely feels like a Musgrave team. We're just we're just ripping it in on the Lions and the Packers. I didn't get Laporta, but Musgrave can come on down. And then who are we doing? The chat says they play Denver. Um, we already have a Denver piece. I forgot about that. Who should be my final tight end chat? We're going to take Musgrave here. Um, there any correlation? We could do Jake Ferguson if we want to just build out that big um, Dallas Detroit shootout in week 17. Let's see here. Um, I still do like Michael Mayer. There's the Hunter Henry stuff with Buffalo. Chad, I'm going to let you decide. We got a ton of votes for Fergie. Ferg, 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 Ferg. We did get an Otten vote. I don't think he's going to win, but let me put him in the queue. Ferg or Otten. I don't know if Fant makes sense on this team. Ferg, I see a mayor. Fant, Ottoman. All right, Fergalicious won this, this chat poll. It is crazy how many like legitimate options you have. And when I say this, I'm not saying like, I'm going to get a league winner out of here. I just mean justifiable options relative to stacking, correlation, 
um, undervalued rookies, whatever kind of criteria you want to do for screening late round tight ends, there's generally a justification you can make. But I overall like this room. Musgrave could be an absolute zero. Hopefully, I think the play with Musgrave is that he just comes on at the end of the season and when those Packers stacks are really cruising in the playoffs that he's sprinkling in some games. Dawson Knox, I think, is more the guy that you're excited about giving you a touchdown here or there throughout the full season. You know, that he's always live for a touchdown, even right off the rip. And then Jake Ferguson. Um, Jake Ferguson is Jake Ferguson. We just hope he's what? 75% of Dalton Schultz in this offense. Like if he's 75% Dalton Schultz, this is probably uh, a decent price for him. And we've made such big bets on the this week 17 game. And this is another thing too, about like getting in the weeds on the schedule and why I've been a little bit gun shy, as much as I like the Mac Jones backdoor double stacks, as much as I like the Sam Howell stuff, like those schedules for the commanders and the Patriots are not friendly. They're not friendly from a matchup standpoint. They're not friendly from a weather game environment situation. And so I am a little cautious about Omega stacking those teams, whereas Detroit and Green Bay and Minnesota, I mean, those are some of the best playoff schedules there are. So I'm much more willing to lean into some bigger stacks if I really like the playoff schedule there. So I'm going to recap this team here. Then we got, we're going to have easy jumping on in a second to draft my 75th team, but this is the 74th team. Let me head over to the lobby to name this team. Once this draft finishes, I need a little more coffee too. We'll do a little coffee intermission as this draft finishes up. All right, let's see. Let's refresh and see if this team is in the books. Oh, man, look at that refresh. Throws us into light mode. I I, I apologize to, for blinding you guys for those four seconds. All right, this team is in the books. Number 74, BBB. We got a 2583 with Detroit and Green Bay. The final team for the audio listeners, Jared Goff and Jordan Love at quarterback, five running backs, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, A.J. Dillon, Alvin Kamara, Value Hound, Au, uh, Chuba Hubbard as our fifth running back, wide receiver, Amon Ross St. Brown, Jerry Judy, Christian Watson, Tyler Lockett, Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Romeo Dobbs, and K.J. Osborne. Like that wide receiver room. Tight ends, Dawson Knox, Luke Musgrave, Jake Ferguson. Fun team. Fun team team here i apologize for the light mode i know i look watch if i refresh this okay they didn't do it that time they didn't do it that time mm. thank you chunk the deuce for liking this team what did i end up with in the draft capital buckets here um i ended up in bucket uh bucket five for quarterback uh actually i might need to refresh this this doesn't look right does it might be let me refresh this and see if what buckets i ended up in um, okay, maybe that is right. Quarterback bucket, uh, bucket five, low bucket, running back, uh, bucket four. Okay, snuck into bucket four there, uh, barely. Wide receiver bucket, clearly in bucket one, and tight end bucket five. So basically what this is telling me is I have, love your wide receivers, a little worried about everything else. That's what I'm seeing here. Um, all right, it's time to bring in my guy, Easy. What is going on? Easy from the Deposit Kingdom, the correlation spreadsheet, bro. How's your 4th of July going, man? Oh, are you muted? I think you might be muted. 
I was going to say I was doing really great. Um, I said something else when I was off mute, but uh, no, <laughs> all good. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, people in the uh, the deposit kingdom are well familiar with you, but talk a little bit about this correlation spreadsheet you made that we're going to use today to co-pilot this 75th draft, because this was one of the cooler tools that I've seen come out this drafting season. Yeah. So, I mean, I obviously love drafting and I think that it's a long summer. It tries to it gets a little stale. There's so many good tools. I come from like DFS background. Well, I come from like a finance spreadsheet background and then got that into DFS and I like making spreadsheets there. Um, and there's not so much, there's really good content, whether it's like video and written content, but I haven't seen a lot of interactive tools that you can play with for the, uh, for best ball. And it feels solvable. We're probably a few years away from that, but hopefully we're, well, I don't know. Hopefully it might be the wrong word, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think we're slowly getting closer to that. And you just want it to be kind of a part of that. Um, it started as kind of a pet project of mine, just for like, you know, people that I chat with in deposit kingdom, just to make things like interesting post correlations or whatever. And, you know, it's kind of taken up a lot of time and we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Um, fun little project, but uh, starting to make a little bit of waves, at least in our micro niche community here. Yeah. And I think the thing that's cool to me, and I, I mean, I've talked about this stuff with brick on lulls over the years of like this idea of it's really hard to quantify all of these little variables in your own head. And the, we've always said this for yeah. DFS as well too. Like, you know, uh, correlation is a boost. Ownership is a negative boost, but yep. it's like, yeah, we can know one's positive, one's negative, but how do you actually quantify that? And I think that's, what's cool about your sheet is you've taken a stab at actually trying to qualify how much is that boost worth when you're on the clock? I think the yeah. tricky thing is, and I saw you mentioning that you were sweating me, you know, letting Jared Goff go is because a lot of times when you're looking at this, these guys will become screaming picks based yeah. on what you've done. And you almost have to exhibit some patience because a lot of times you can get it at value still. Yeah. And that's like, that's what's not built in here. There's still like the human element of knowing you're like near return. Like, how do you not like then the guy behind you has, you know, his QB already. And I plugged in like your team here. We can look at it. It's like super well correlated, obviously um, from your first draft, but like, you have to also sometimes know like, Hey, I, I don't like golf is really good when you've invested a bunch of pieces here, but you also, there's so many people in the contest. You have to, in my opinion, you have to build for super teams. Yeah. So you can't just like reach for your perfect correlation. Sometimes you got to try and set up. I'd rather have fewer super teams than just like try and make every team live. If that makes sense. Yeah, I agree completely. And that's why, like, I know we all get tilted when we get sniped and stuff, but like, would I, could I have recovered on that draft if someone took Jared Goff? Yeah, we would we would have found a way. And it's like, okay, so it, it didn't come together there. But I do, and I really think about it, when you are going hard on a team, the, the amount of people in the draft where that player is attractive to them continues to get reduced. And when you exactly. take both Jamison Williams and Amon Ra, like, again, if some dunce wants to take a naked Jared Goff, like, whatever, go for it. But I do, that's where I'm way more willing to push it when I've cornered the market on the early picks. That's why, especially like, I don't think your, I mean, your rooms are, are generally pretty sharp, but you, they're predictable in that a, you know, like the wide receiver happiness, but also, you know, people are going to go for their own stacks and stay in the lane in their lane. So it's actually kind of helpful to understand um, that. And it's very unlikely in your room to get the golf pickoff. But if you're going on to like DraftKings randomly, I wouldn't advocate for letting golf fall past ADP. 
Yes, I, I have admittedly not uh, drafted on DraftKings yet this year, and I hear it is uh, insane over there. So all of my experience is just with UD. Why don't you – so a couple things. One, I've linked uh, – Easy did a thread on Twitter kind of talking about this tool and linking to the sheet. This is still just publicly available to whoever wants to mess around with it? Yep. Awesome. Yep, just so, a, yeah. a quick link, yeah. And there's, in, there's instructions in there too. And Easy's very uh, helpful if you are in the Deposit Kingdom Discord and you have a question for him. I, I assume you would be down to help with that. But why don't you yeah. just kind of let people know what we're looking at from this previous draft? And then that'll give us kind of a foundation when we build this on the fly for the second draft. Exactly. So you so basically all you would do to start off is what pick number you're in. That just helps to fill in um, where you're going to be picking. This picks based on like who's likely to be available at ADP. Uh, a little before and mostly after. So you started off with Amonra St. Brown, um, paired it up with Pollard. So Pollard is not a huge value at 13, but he goes from like, let's say the 25th rank to the 20th rank player in the pool. And as you add players to that, his correlation gets boosted up back weight correlation to week 17. Cause obviously that's where all the money used to be. Now two thirds of the money is the big price is obviously still there. So um, yeah, as you make picks like Judy, when at the time of the pick, he was, you know, lightly correlated with Amonra, then you um, continue to back that bet up, um, you know, with future Detroit players. And then Goff, like, for example, is like the 120 or so ranked player in the pool. But like once you bet all this, he goes up to like 50, basically saying <laughs> if you're betting, if you're betting this heavily on Amonra, Jameson, Montgomery, if you're right, then Goff is going to be a smash. Um so basically what I looked at is like about 75th or 80th percentile outcomes and how players pair together. So it's basically saying, if I'm right, what does that mean about the rest of my roster and the players that correlate with it? Which I think is how you should be trying to draft. For sure. How are you thinking about Because I think it's it's one of the age-old like debates um, for Best Ball Mania specifically, how much stacking is too much stacking. I, I'm of the belief that like overstacking, specifically for the regular season, is like completely fine and actually probably pretty I optimal. How do you think about it as far as, because my guess is one of the other uh, traps of using this tool is correlation becomes even more fun and you want to lean into it even more. But at what point are there diminishing returns the way the three uncorrelated tournaments are set up being like, yeah. hey, I, I need the Packers and Lions to be like ping ponging like 40 burgers down the stretch. Yeah, um, you definitely push the limits of this, especially because, I mean, this is like a, player take on like Jordan love and what the Packers offense can contribute. Like five Packers is probably pushing the limits after a certain point, like without the quarterback, every piece you add after like the second piece on a team starts to be slightly negative. It's hard for them to all eat without the quarterback. Um, an offense can usually sustain like two weapons without the quarterback going super off. But um, I think the sweet spot is probably for your primary stack, three or four players with one or two bringbacks. And you can probably yeah. do that for two teams. Um, and it depends on the team, right? Like Mahomes can support, you know, four pass catchers, especially at their cost. But like, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't go crazy with the Bryce Young quadruples. It's it's sort right. of intuitive. Like it, it's kind of intuitive, and and it starts to once you add more Packers to this. If you were to add like Jaden Reed, it would help Jordan Love, but it would eat away at like Romeo Dobbs and, and Watson. As you kind of see here, they're not super giga correlated because you just have so many weapons and you have AJ Dillon. So it's like okay, the Packers bet um, it's favorable, but like they're not all going to eat. They're all like someone will eat, but it's not. Um, it, there's definitely diminishing returns after like two, I would say. Yeah. 
Um, someone asking too, yeah, can you talk a little bit about how you're actually quantifying the correlation boost? Like what historical like correlation stuff are you using to kind of power this? So a combination of, I, I use like some correlation matrix from like the fantasy labs days um, and some published research around that. And I forget, um, there's another one or two articles that looked at season long um, correlations. So like season long is obviously a big component of this. Maybe Leone had it, um, how quarterback, like a receiver does well. What does that mean for their quarterback um, for the season and vice versa? So that's, that's a part of it as well. Um, but then also looking very specifically at the last two years of game logs. I know it's like not the biggest data pool, but it's just, you know, you get what you pay for and this is free for now. But um, looking at like the past two years of game logs of specific archetypes of like Kelsey and Andrews have like pretty good data. And then you look at bucketing tight end two types like, Goddard, Waller, Kittle, um, you know, specific scenarios like that. And then quarterbacks like pocket passers versus scramblers versus guys that do it all. Um, so just looking at the game level, like specific game logs for uh, for that, but also leveraging like historical DFS stuff for the bringbacks, really. Yeah. I was going to ask about that because, again, that's another one of the things. I, it, I think, like I said, like correlating just – in general in drafts is very fun. I think sometimes I feel like people prioritize the bring back more than they do just like the team level correlation bet. What does your number show on that? Let's say all things are being equal. You have a quarterback and two pass catchers and you're debating between a bring back or a third pass catcher or running back on just that team. Like yeah. how are you thinking about that correlation boost? The cop out answer is probably it depends. Um, I would say, in most cases, having that same team helps more than the bringback. Um, mm -hmm. But it depends on like what is available later in the draft and who the quarterback is. Like Josh Allen, I would love to tack on Dawson Knox more than I would want to add like multi well, and Thornton I like, but more than like uh, Gesicki or Hunter Henry. Like thinking right. of the tight end specific example. So generally speaking, for most quarterbacks, I'm looking to add on that third. Like I like having the quarterback plus three, um, but it's really hard to not it's going to be really hard to win with like big offense bet with zero bringbacks. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. And that is the time where I, I, I am glad that we pulled up in the shout out to the chat for helping me with my week 15 and week 16 stuff. When you have such a big bet on those teams, like you really are going to need those 15 yeah. and 16 games to matter. Um, all right. It's time for easy and I to hop in a draft here. Uh, I let people know in the discord, but this apparently snap filled easy. We got the one, two here. Uh, oh, in this draft i'll get yeah i think we're kind of like macro take i think it's going to be really hard to win without a top six pick this year but we probably said that last year and then kareen dunked on everyone with eckler and saquon well well expand on that because that's that's a that's a hot take obviously the best players are at the top of the board but, yeah. but why do you specifically think that i think the top four receivers um just are going to separate so much and i like i think team build wise you can't compete. I I, I I haven't seen the path. Like I, I think the best build is alpha receiver and then anchor RB. Um, and I don't, yeah. and I think that there's such a big gap between the round two receivers and the round, the like, top of round one. Yeah. Um, we are on the clock at one, two. I've been Jamar chase here every yeah. time. Do you have any galaxy brain over that? No, not an underdog. I, I would, I would take up on DK. Um, but, like it's not necessary. You have like no access to chase pass pick too. So I think you just take chase all day. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Yes, I see you. The Ducks, easy. Um, congratulations. You get to be on for not only my 75th stream, but more importantly, uh, a, a duck-fed stream. So enjoy that. It's an honor. Um, so we do have the spreadsheet going here in real time. Jamar Chase. And I mean, this tool... How how's the other thing? Because this is another one of my kind of just like um, best ball bro science theories is that people um, worry too much about week 17 correlation with the first few picks of the draft. And this is ironic after I just did Tony Pollard, Amon Ross, St. Brown. But in general, I, I find myself not too panicked uh, with that because you will you'll see the chase drafter take Mahomes right like an outsized portion of the time because um, they're already playing for that game. Like how how do you think about when this tool becomes very valuable or are you starting to prioritize correlations as soon as the two, three turn in this spot? Um, early on, because you only have one bet, guys don't stream up a whole lot, right? Like Mahomes does go up a few picks, but like Burrow obviously has a super outsized at, like gain with Chase. Um, so Mahomes goes like, you see, like I have Mahomes like super high. Um, yeah, that just is like I think quarterbacks are, are pretty strong, and it might just be like uh, I think the running backs are kind of weak, whatever. But um, Mahomes goes from rank fifteen to eleven. But if you scroll down, just the correlated guys, um, yeah, big scroll. Um, Burrow is like not far behind Mahomes here. Okay, when you're betting on, so it's like yeah, I like Mahomes, but it, there's no reason. I, I don't think it's necessary to correlate the week uh the first few picks necessarily you'll figure that out throughout the draft and i think it's like too obvious you know what i mean and i do think like even just seeing some concrete numbers here does really help you do some of that mental math in your head of like okay maybe mahomes falls back to you in the third or something and you like the value and yeah. that pushes you there but if you see what a boost burrow gives you and we also know in these rooms burrow is almost always available coming back in the late fourth like that's probably going to push me away from that a lot of the time yeah what um let people know too so you know we were looking at the inputted team page earlier here we have jamar chase added the next top pick available let people know how this is working how is this auto populating because obviously you're not yeah. plugged into underdog to know the real-time pick no I, I don't code and like so you know the things like break draft caddy definitely do this better than i um this just takes like adp the like it pretends five guys will fall to you so our next pick is 23 so it'll show everyone from ADP starting at 18 or 19, I think 18, up until 15 spots past ADP. Um, and then later in the draft, I open it up to like 25. Um, yeah. And you can always like type in guys if someone falls like randomly, like, I don't know who would be an example here, but if we get like a, a huge ADP follower, you can type it in and you can see where they kind of rank up. How like how much of a slave are you to this spreadsheet now? Are you are, you, are people harassing you to constantly update the ADP in there? <laughs> uh, not yet. <laughs> I do it like I, I use it for 90, like 9%, 95% of my drafts, unless I'm like on the phone, like on the run or something. Yeah. So I do it for my, like I have skin in the game, you know, and yeah. I do it for myself. So um, if people start bothering me about like updating stuff, like we might have to talk about like the price point, but at this point it kind of, uh, I'm just doing it for myself anyway. Yeah, don't look at gift horse in the mouth. Um, are you? Do you think about the correlations different? Did you do any bulldogs or like the dominations yeah. with the different advantages? Uh, not yet, not this year. I haven't liked okay. the structures yet, and it was too early for the bulldog for me. But um, well, yeah. let's make these picks, and then we can talk about that. Um, so, looking on the board here, 
um, getting some classic uh, correlations. Barkley with Cup, Week 17. Mahomes goes to the Kelsey drafter. Um, looking on the board here. Wow, someone someone knew you were in this draft and took Derrick Henry away from Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> Ouch. Uh, Devonta Smith. Um, so... This is an interesting spot here. Do you like the premium double with Burrow? Because Higgins isn't going to come back most likely. In this room? In this room, I do. Yeah, because like now you can kind of ignore running, or you can ignore receiver a little more freely. In yeah. the, like, I think the receiver dead zone is like rounds three to five. Mm-hmm. Um, like that Keenan Allen, Watson, like tier. Like, so you can you can feel good about receiver here. Hopefully no one snipes us on Burrow if we do it to dead team, but whatever, um, you know, right. To your cap. And then it's like, we're going to like, um, you know, I'm almost always in this spot then taking one of Pollard, Ramondre or Jacobs. Are you similar? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like the anchor, um, anchor type. Do you have a preference here of Ramondre or Jacobs? I normally go Ramondre, but I'm, I'm open to either. Um, I, I kind of like Jacobs. Um, also kind of helps later. He actually plays the Chiefs in week 16, and we're going to end up needing Chiefs um, to to back up our two picks. So it's not so, yet correlated. Like, this this looks bad on paper, but we're going to IKB and know that, like, we can back this bet up later. Why do you think... Um... What do you think about like the Higgins and Chase showing such um like how do you think about that with the boost being that's another question for the sheet too right because yeah. there's correlation boosts for like a season long perspective and then there's like the single game where I would argue Chase and Higgins are correlated over a 17 week span but negatively correlated in any individual one week do you agree with exactly. that exactly yeah and I can check to see what it's in there they might be like slightly negative in the full season just at like the absolute ceiling but in the in the single week um there there is like a, a negative correlation if you're if it's as, um like a ceiling game for chase is like you might get a median mean like an okay game from higgins but um, right let me look at what like the season long looks like all right i'll let you pull that up uh gm bindles here um what month did Karain draft his winning team last year it was in july i believe the anniversary date is coming up here um what is it the 18th uh yeah tuesday the 18th is millionaire best ball day i know Karain stuff has planned underdog has stuff planned fantasy life has stuff planned so that will be a fun day of drafting on july 18th they, yeah they, so they do positively correlate for the season it sort of makes sense like if the bengals play in good game environments like if their defense is bad if burrow has an mvp type season um they're like very slightly positively correlated like two to three percent um yeah but in like a single week it's it's pretty it's pretty negative which is fine you can you know there's still paths to it how much um and then another question for you on the sheet um how much are you weighting the correlation benefits differently for 15, 16, and 17? Yeah. Um, that's adjustable if you like, if you find research or you just want to like be different. If for some reason this reaches mass adoption and becomes consensus, which I think would probably be wrong because, you know, it's not that good. But you, you can tweak it um, in like the adjustment. There's an adjustments tab. If you say like, I don't care about correlation, you can just go in there and like, 
wipe it out. Um, I just put like one quarter of it into week 17. And it's yeah. week 15 and 16. I put it at like one and a half times um, like any regular week. That's just like I, I made it up. Um, yeah. But you can say like, oh, I don't really care about week 15 or because I care about week 15 a lot. I just want the most amount of teams set up to get me out of that first week. And I just want the most amount of bold. You can put like, I haven't tried it. You could put 100% into week 15 correlation and just draft <laughs> yeah. that way. Um, yeah. It'll let you, but yeah. Yeah, I'm like wondering like what, again, I'm not enough of a math bro to know the right answer, but if, there, if you could have it, would you want it to be the percentage to be a similar ratio to like, okay, one out of one or 441 versus one out of 16, like that different percentage difference in ratio? I, I've tried to think about it. I, I'm also not that much of a math bro, um, but hold on, we'll, we'll try and make this pick. I'm, I'm trying not to fumble the bag here, but uh, <laughs> let's let's see. This is the big sweat. Tyree killed Jonathan Taylor, Resol, uh, JJ Five didn't do it. Uh, we are not. I don't. I don't yeah. see any guy here to mess around. No, I don't think there's anyone back. we love enough to to push it. Yeah. Sometimes like if there if there was I would I would be game if we had a huge faller we liked but I'm sorry I'm not uh gambling just for the right to take Mike Williams. Um Mike Williams DJ Moore go. Um we have 25 seconds here. How does Mixon pop in this? Um he he's actually like a slight positive. It's not it wouldn't be my favorite um yeah. personally but he would um, be what do you like? Here. I I I, I do like, like I, I like Walker and go I like ahead. Godwin. I, I like Walker yeah. and Godwin. Let's um, let's do Godwin. My only the, the only why I break, and even though I want the easy experience on this, I feel like, and I was mentioning this with like the Kyle Pitts stuff too, where it's like, yeah, I like Pitts, but like I know on the front side of the board, that's where I can get my Kyle Pitts. Whereas I feel like when I'm picking from the back half, that's where I get a lot of my Kenneth Walker because he'll fall to 59, 60 or whatever. So are, are you okay with that? Yeah. That that I mean, I, there. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got like 30% Godwin. Um, yeah i yeah what am i at on uh godwin here yeah 15 percent. so this should put me about double the field i like him there let's see now checking in on our sheet so we do get the mega joe burrow boost now um with this correlation godwin um nothing correlated there but just catching up at wide receiver mm. nate wants to know have you leveraged any AIs in developing this tool? Probably a couple years away from AI cracking best ball open. Um, AI barely knows that best ball exists because it's like only fed through 2021. But like, yeah. at, at, you know, yeah. I leverage AI to like make my thread because like, I don't know how threaders do it. Which is like the most brutal thing I ever spent like two hours on was like making the thread like first and last time. Um, so I, I love the idea. I would for sure leverage it in my day job or anything that I could do to make things easier. But for now, I think we're like, that's still very new um, and far from solved. So not yet, but I, I think I, at some point in the future. I'm laughing at that because it's like, I I use AI sometimes to like help me make very simple Excel formulas that I oh, yeah. don't know off the top of the head. And but I would I'm not a thread bro, but I wouldn't have any problem writing a thread. And then I love how it's like you do the Excel stuff and then use AI to help you write a thread. And I go the other direction. I'll write my own thread, but I need it for the Excel. 
we had to fill, fills in the gaps. You don't have to, uh, you know, go to advanced school for, for Excel anymore. Yeah. Um, question here from Tom. <laughs> Thanks for the sheet. Easy. Very well done. New York Giants, uh, Rams, and Saints lineup as a group during weeks 15 through 17. Do any of these other groupings stick out? And I assume this is also going to become very relevant for the weekly winners strategy as well. But how about for Best yeah. Mania? Um. This is actually one where, like, because the sheet exists, I, like, lean on it so much that I don't memorize them because it all just shows up as I go. Um, I know that there's one with, I want to say, the Chargers and the Broncos and maybe the Bills. Bills. Is that one? Yeah. And the Patriots, something like that, that they kind of all overlap. Um, Like, that, you know, shameless plug, like, this all, show, you don't have to memorize the schedules because it's all kind of here and color coded for you. Like I sort of started to memorize them, especially the week 17s, but um, it's all here. So I don't know them offhand. I don't go into a draft. That's the other thing. Like the first few picks, I just kind of let ADP and guys I like dictate and then I'll fill in the gaps, you know, um, yeah. accordingly. I don't go into a draft saying like, oh, I really love this. Like the Broncos and the Chargers play each other twice and then they play the Bills and Patriots. It's like, if I get Eckler, then I can swerve that way, but I don't go into the draft with that agenda. My own agenda is kind of like Derrick Henry and Taysom Hill. Yeah, and it's like the more picks you have, the more avenues there are for correlation, which in a way even allows you to be more patient, right? Because it's like, all right, yeah, I'm setting up this cohort cluster of teams who play or whatever, but it's like, if you also have this other stacking option or this other mini correlation set up and the, the ADP value actually aligns with one of those more than the other, then, then go for it. I do think just in general, you don't ever want to be like, I am going into this draft, drafting this, you know, New Orleans Giants Rams yeah. cluster because you're probably going to draft a suboptimal team. Yeah. Um. All right, we're about to pick here at the six seven turn. Um. I don't it. think anything crazy coming off the board here. Um. We got oh, some. Man. Just almost got Evans. Evans would have been fun. Um. Wide receivers. We do have. Uh, Addison, Gabe Davis, Quentin Johnson, running backs, Miles Sanders, Cam Akers. What are we liking here in the sheet? Is Dotson gone? Dotson is gone. I don't hate Addison here if we if you want to hammer one more receiver. Um, because I think like there's the receiver cliff is is coming quick. Yes. Yes. The receiver cliff is definitely coming. We do have that week 15 Minnesota with the Bengals, which is kind of fun. So yeah, we'll oh, yeah. grab Ad. I was wondering why, because like I don't love love Addison, but he was like going up in the correlation. That makes sense now because you got the week fifteen. So then, what are you thinking structurally here? Because um, Kyle Pitts does go. That would have been fun. Is this? Yeah. Do you like a running back value, or should we keep grabbing this cliff here? Gabe Davis, I think, is a tier or. Again, I don't love Sanders, but it's a good value. Um, yeah. I'd go either way. Yeah, let's kind of do... Luxury pick. And I, I don't have much Sanders here, um, even though he's a Penn State guy. But... My guess is we're going to like the running backs way more than the receivers at 95, 98. Let's, yeah. do, uh, let's do Gabe here. Yeah. And then even looking at your your sheet now if we go over to and it, remind me again these two this bucket here is just based on top pick and this one yeah. is factoring in the boost more yeah that the bottom is just if you're like i only want to draft someone correlated or, yeah. like this is better like there's a lot more here this 
for like slow drafts if you want to set up your queue this would be the way to do it um mm -hmm. or one way to do it to say like or future planning so you can look and see um our next pick isn't pick 95 and then we're at pick 119 two turns from then so you can start to look further down the board um to say like oh yeah tower boyd is going to be up well actually that's a bad example oh yeah mvs is going to be up at some point in this year but he's not in the you're not taking him next round yeah um, so it's good to see how many like stacking options you have later in the draft yeah and I, I was mentally doing that with Jared Goff last draft. I was checking yeah. his ADP relative to my pick and being like, all right, let's 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 roll the dice here. Yeah. Um, all right. So our team here for the audio listeners, we are drafting out of the two hole. We have uh one quarterback, one running back, five wide receivers, Joe Burrow, premium double stack with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. We got Josh Jacobs, anchor, running back there in the third, and then rounding out some wide receivers, Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison, and Gabe Davis. Um Structurally here, I think we are in good shape to uh, attack this pretty much however we want at these next two picks. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to circle back to, I know you said you haven't drafted any of the different kind of like advancement structure contests yet, but I do think that will come into play for people. How, like, how would you make mental adjustments to the sheet if you were drafting a Bulldog yeah. where so many people advance relative to Best Ball Mania? Yeah, um, I would just change the weighting out of week 17 um, and like probably make all the playoffs like matter slightly more than the regular season, but not uh, much. So if you think of like each week is like one out of 17, like I don't know, you, like if you're making them like the playoffs, you get like one and a half X, you don't even yeah. need, you don't need bring backs. It's like helpful in like a true tiebreaker scenario. I've had decent success in like those small field contests from like just stacking or even at some point giga stacking like premium QBs. Um, yeah. I think it's kind of a cheat code or even like anything, just betting on two or three offenses and saying like, I'm going to ride Josh Allen and two or three guys. Um, and, and say like, just pick two or three sacks for, for those is kind of my go-to. I wouldn't go crazy yeah. with a playoff correlation there. And what it, so did, did you, you won, you won the Bulldog last year and then the, uh, the club MGMI Mastiff Dow. What, what did we, we came end up second. Was that second? Second. We came in second in the Mastiff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forget if we had any Buffalo in Bengals there, if we can say that we ran bad or not. I think we ran pretty, oh, we had like P Ryan, but I think we had no path to first there. Um, yeah. I want to say that sounds, uh, about right. Yeah. It'll be, uh, hopefully they drop, uh, another one of those Mastiffs, uh, soon. Um, all right, we're about to pick here at pick 95, uh, 8, 11. Um, I don't see anything else here that we need to do necessarily at quarterback. Um, we do have some running backs here. What what position are you looking at? Um, I, I do I do like running back here. Like this is going to yeah. tell you quarterbacks, but like we have so much invested in Burrow that I don't think it's necessary. At this point, we have a lot of options. Um, so it's kind of running back of choice between the Cook brothers, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I, I do I, like Dalvin. I can't help myself, but in this room, I don't know. Who's the other one if we or would would you like going both Cook brothers? I, I would go I would go um I, I would I like those two more than the other running backs on the board. Okay. If we if we want to do a Cook Bros team, I think taking James uh first uh is probably the way to go in these rooms. Let's check our our sheet here as we add where are you hoping to land the the dalvin cook landing spot at this point 
Um, I, I'm I've been betting on it um, being Miami. It doesn't really matter for this team. All right, All right I apologize. Right when I say okay. getting both Cook Bros, we we only get James. Um, but we have two Buffalo players now. Um, What's QB look I, like? QB Anthony Richardson, Kirk yeah. Cousins, Daniel Jones. No, these Evan receivers Ingram. they're trash. No, no Ingram. Just pick a running back. Um, right. Javante's fine. Okay. All right, we'll do Javante here. We do. Do we have any Denver with LV, or do they not play in the fantasy playoffs at all? Not in the, not in the fantasy playoffs. Okay. Um. So we do build out. Did uh? How did James? Does James Cook get a slight boost with? Yeah, with the Gabe Davis. Gabe. Okay. Yeah. Ever so slight. And we do take Javante Williams there. That was kind of I, I that spot in the board. I find that happening a lot where it's like. Yeah. If you have the quarterback that you like there to get like the stack or that falls, sometimes it's clean. But man, that feels, you always feel like you're slightly reaching at running back. There's no receivers you like there. There's generally no tight ends you like. It. I, I don't love that that spot. Yeah, it's definitely why receiver gets pushed up like after pick 80 or so until pick like 120. I'm just more or less fading that full tier of receivers. Yeah. Um, and even these running backs don't feel good. Like, at best, they have one knock, if not, like, two or three ne real big negatives for all these running backs. But at this point, um, you really don't need a hit on every pick in the draft, let alone, like, the your your ninth pick or whatever this was. So, feel okay, like, what? just taking guys with upside. I think Javante probably fits that build. What did the sheet say? Um, I, I see Tyler Boyd go off the board. Um, how are you thinking about that? Because I assume when you have Burrow, Tyler Boyd is going to pop as a correlation, and yet we've already spent so much capital on the other wide receivers. How do you balance that? Yeah, so Boyd is like a slight positive, um, but he's still only like somewhat neutral to ADP. So if you scroll down, mm -hmm. like he's there. Um, I just plugged him in. So... I have him ranked like slightly below ADP. There he is. Oh, there he is. Yeah. So his ADP is 104. I might not have refreshed it, but like 104. I have him ranked 119. He gets pushed up to 106. Like he gets positively correlated, but you're you're strengthening your Burrow bet, but you're sort of negating the Chase and Higgins bet. So it's really not necessary. I would take Boyd after ADP here all day. I wouldn't reach for uh, yeah Boyd as your wide receiver six when you've already bet your top two picks on Chase and Higgins. Doesn't you know? You're kind of negating what you did up top. Yeah. Do you find yourself when you're using this sheet a lot and seeing like the new ADP, do you find yourself enjoying the spots from the middle of the draft board where you can kind of play the waiting game more for, for value? I like, like my, if I could choose to draft in one spot, I think like four or five is probably the best and just take a receipt. Like I like that. Um, it's, it, it is definitely hard to be on the turns. You're either taking the guys nobody wants um and like when the, by the time adp refreshes like those everyone at the top of your list has now gone down like a round or whatever because it's just constantly i don't know damien harris always at the top of the queue whatever it is um so you're either tr a trendsetter or you're just like scooping up the garbage so it's kind of tough um at the turns but that's <laughs> that a game is, we that play. A, that's a very good way to uh to talk about falling knives trendsetter or scooping up the garbage uh one or the other uh did the mahomes kelsey drafter take boyd no um they did not the boyd was a sutton drafter who started cup and barkley there 
Um, also, reminder, guys, so for the comments for this video, leave, like I said, I'm going to be putting some stuff together looking at my portfolio and exposures through 75 drafts. So it'll have the main stuff, which structures I've done the most, obviously the players, I'm fading, um, any fun quirks like that. But if there's anything else you would like to see me review, say which week 17 correlations you have the most of, which stack you have the most of, anything like that, leave that in the comments and then I'll try to pull that together for a post later this week. And I think I'm actually gonna schedule a stream maybe on Friday to do kind of a halfway point portfolio exposure review. Sky Moore goes at 116. That would have been a nice yeah, pick for nice us time. at 119. Um, we are continuing Ooh. to see, uh, we got some quarterback options here if we want we them do. easy. Yeah. I do think, like we don't, We I thought we had a bunch of stacking options, but like, if we don't really we don't um i like baker mayfield but that's just like i don't know if i'm ready to get buried by that that's your own kink yeah yeah um kirk is good with addison or we can go with the naked anthony richardson um not fully like, naked with that the jacobs bring back in 17. yeah i think like this is telling me that kirk is better but you can back up the richardson bet with jelani woods and stuff later so like i think this is probably a good spot um richardson way past adp and this kind of room feels rare yeah, that was that was my only tiebreaker for it of just yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been now trying to like get because I've been like not getting Richardson at ADP, but I'm fully fine grabbing him 20 picks past. Now totally the question agree. here is like I I don't ever really do it. I wouldn't be completely out on a three quarterback build from this range with Kirk if we don't have anything else we really like. I'm not fully opposed to that. I agree. It depends on what we get at tight end. Um, this is going to be a strong receiver room, and it's probably at least medium to strong end as running back relative to like rooms that you're probably in. Yeah. So I think we'll have options. Like I would Kirk probably want to. I was open to it, um, but Kirk goes. Yeah. So we'll see what no GBD Kirk. does here. Anything popping in the sheet for this pick? Jacoby, yeah, if we're really Jacoby, building that out. Yeah, Jacoby to build that bet out, or I would go running back. What's tight end look like? Tight end is in this dead zone. Kincaid, okay, no, Conquo, no. Dolchich. No, no, no. Um, um, so like Penny, Myers, Penny yeah. Eli, or McKinnon too. Just or I don't think Jacoby is a need here. I would. I like Penny. I think Penny is just like I, a huge. I think he's a huge upside guy. Um, and Jacoby is just like in that. He's so unexciting. I don't know that this build needs a like a eight to twelve points every week receiver. I agree, and, and and if we are trying to build out a bit more of the week sixteen, like Michael Mayer is there every time in the seventeenth and eighteenth, and I honestly feel like yes, Myers is a better bet, but Mayer like late season and what we're going to need positionally with tight ends probably a stronger selection for this team. Yeah, plus like Renfro, I've never seen. I, there's guys that ADP doesn't make sense because I've never seen them above ADP. Like I've never yeah. seen Renfro go. Like I don't believe the word average in ADP uh, for guys like Hunter Renfro. I've never seen him go ahead of his ADP. Yeah, yeah. No one is ever excited to reach for him, especially too when you have like he's not even a super fun guy for correlation purposes because there's so many of the like trade rumor stuff too. Yeah, exactly. Um, and his quarterback goes after him or undrafted. It's just yeah. I don't know. And, I, and I'm fine with Renfro. Like you have a lot of outs yeah. there. Um, so, yeah. And Renfro's just been like, he's a guy who's going to be on the field and earn targets. Like he's just been good um, throughout his career. It's just like an unexciting 
ceiling without probably an injury. Like if you had a Jacoby injury, it probably starts to get pretty interesting for Renfro. Um, let's recap this team here. So we have Joe Burrow with the premium double stack with Chase and Higgins. We did take the Anthony Richardson faller. I'm starting to boost up my Richardson now after being really light. I'm almost going to be up oh, even with the field here. Um, yes, very nice. Uh, running backs here, fun running back room. Josh Jacobs, James Cook, Javante Williams, Rashad Penny. Um, some very fun upside there. Wide receiver, Chase Higgins, Godwin, Jordan Addison, Gabe Davis, and then no tight ends here. Um, but yeah, I think we're I think we're in good shape with this build. I agree. Like I, I think picking early really helps. Um, of course, you have to take some guys ahead, but we got like scooping up Anthony Richardson uh, kind of makes up for it. Slight regret about a Javante Williams pick, but um, yeah, that's fine. That's like a weird the, like around pick hundred is tough. And this would have been one of those things where it's like we could have said does like reaching for sky more there you know how much are you willing to reach knowing that that would have been uh, a good selection for us if we thought like it was really flat out running back yeah i i'm not i can't do sky more again like davis davis already got me last year like from i'm playing cheap receivers as just like if i need one i'll take the one that's there at adp i I'm, i don't have the confidence to take one ahead of adp yeah, I mean, are you in on uh, Richie James and Justin Ross? Richie James for sure. Um, yeah. Richie James for sure. That is the thing you do not have to force Chiefs wide receivers because there's literally one that pops up every two rounds uh, throughout the draft. Um, this this might answer our Renfro thing. Um, he says ETR has him like 30 spots ahead of ADP. That's where it's okay. happening. Okay, okay. <laughs> We're all trying to find the guy who did this there. Um all right, so we are going to be picking here at the 12-13 turn. We have a 2-4-5 build here. We can head over to the sheet. I have one guy I'm eyeing. Interesting to see how big these guys jump relative um, to each other there with the, yeah. uh, the wide receiver correlations. So what is it? Because you have, it's interesting looking at the MVS versus Rashi Rice mm -hmm. jump because MVS is making a bigger jump than than Rashi. Um, I would check your math on that. It's like seventeen versus well, nine. It, it's like it, it's just oh versus ADP. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because like, it, I, I try so hard. Like every projection system just hates rookies, and I try so hard to like. Um, yeah, like Alec Pierce or MBS here, but I, I'm, I'm good with Pierce. Um, to we back can up let's, yeah, let's let's do Pierce. I'm definitely because you, uh, you can get to your point, there's a chief available at any turn, right? Is there anything else jumping out here at other? I mean, tight end, we finally do get Kincaid falling. Um, I don't know if we want to like go Omega Bills without Allen. What, what does the sheet think of that at these um, prices? No, I don't think that that's good. Yeah. Um, so, Rogers, Osborne, go. I can put MBS in the queue. Running You're back, Algier, Roshan. I, I kind of like Schultz. Um, mm. It's really gross. Um, but I think that he could be very live to lead the team in targets. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like Dalton Schultz. 
Yeah, I've been drafting a decent amount of Schultz. I'm at 13.7%. I like him there. Talk, because I do, it's like I draft Kincaid so infrequently. I think I would have been very tempted at that price with a bet on the Bills. How were you thinking through that spot? Um, that's just like a, that's a probably a bias for me against Kincaid, the, yeah. like, not the player. Like, apparently, like, he should be good. He's a first round player, but, um, that's just like rookie tight end on a team that has like a, an efficient tight end in the past. I don't know that his path to have it to paying off like the starting tight end tag is there um, unless you have Josh Allen. Even if it's like you're betting on the Bills offense a bit with Gabe Davis and James Cook, now you're like taking a bunch a bunch of like tertiary pieces or secondary pieces at best on Buffalo without you know someone has this team with josh allen yeah um and i don't know that i want to go to battle against those teams with you know gabe davis james cook and kincaid i, I like yeah. dawson knox like like almost as much um yeah. so that's my yeah and it's i mean i'm i'm with you on those takes i've barely been taking kincaid think he's massively overpriced have way more dawson knox it's i sometimes just use the like adp followers of like look i'm never taking kincaid but at 148 with a Bills bet is probably one of the few instances. But like you said, the, the true actual instance is when you have Josh Allen and then you get the big Kincaid faller. Because I do think yeah. more than any other position, like fringe tight ends are so correlated with their quarterback as far as production. And if Kincaid gets there in the fantasy playoffs, it's probably because he has a two touchdown week. And like that means Josh Allen is almost for sure going off. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's see here, Dustin, uh, well, we'll, I'll let easy answer this one. I, I'm not in on the Noah Gray stuff, but he's asking, would you ever consider a last round Noah Gray in this bill? Could be the guy you need. Are you galaxy braining uh, showdown hero, Noah Gray? No, uh, I'm very outspoken about like in wherever in my small corner of the internet about like the round 18 tight ends, which we're probably going to end up having to take in this build. Um, <laughs> No, the, the contest is not big enough to justify Noah Gray. Um, like the parlay there, like there's got to be a better payout. Um, I mean, granted, three million is pretty big, but <laughs> I don't think that Noah Gray, like with Mahomes, fine. Um, but I don't think that it's um, it pays off on as like a bring back. A tight end bring back is probably is not a huge one, right? Yeah. Because you're just betting on the touchdowns like you're gonna want the quarterback he, like Noah Gray isn't gonna go eight for 80 and two he's gonna go four for 40 and one or something um which yeah. helps Mahomes it doesn't help Burrow a whole bunch and part of that parlay too is like I'm not even convinced that like Noah Gray is gonna give us like 60 percent Travis Kelsey like if I want to make the handcuff bet I want to take Isaiah Likely who I know is yeah. good oh, who I know can earn targets and I think could have a standalone role and if, if Andrews goes down like likely could perform like a top six tight end like no doubt whereas 100%. like Noah Gray I don't even know if that happens if Travis Kelsey if you, gets hurt you've never yeah you've you've not played enough showdown if you're like confident that Noah Gray is going to be the guy <laughs> because like I don't know Jody Fortson's still employed by the Kansas City Chiefs is Blake Bell still employed like I don't know um yeah and it, it goes back to that thing. I, I understand your skepticism on some of the, the late round tight ends too. And we're probably getting overconfident just because they're there. But if you're comparing a Michael Mayer, a Trey Bick, oh, yeah, or a no, Kate no. Otten to Noah Gray, like they're in a completely different tier of, you know, what's projectable. I uh, for sure agree. 
Um, okay, we're about to pick here at 1411. We have a 2461 build. Uh, I think we're gonna Shedding need the a sheet for Taysom. Taysom I, I know, I, really I wanted sad. to get a Taysom for easy build here. Um, would the sheet try to get me to get my first Adam Thielen share? Or do we got to keep this? No, alive? no, you, you you can't find Adam Thielen in these parts. Um, Good. Yeah. Um, we're probably good at quarterback. Um, I definitely yeah. uh, don't mind Laporta at these prices. What else jumps out to you? Um, we could if you take Singletary, we could be done at running back. Um, yeah. It's, And then just kind of hammer it from there. Um, you like maybe slightly negatively correlated. Um, but to just move on with Make the position. And yeah. Then we can kind of hammer tight end and fill in receiver correlations. Yeah. Singletary, a nice uh, ADP value there. We take him at 167. Um, his ADP at 154, our fifth running back there. Laporta does get scooped up. Um, where do you think you want to go here? Probably wide receiver or tight end. Yeah, I like, I think Juwan Johnson here, it like helps with our, um, it helps with the Godwin bet earlier a little bit. And yeah. Juwan Johnson really does, I mean, former Penn Stater who went to Oregon. Um, he's a really, he fits the, like the breakout tight end mold as far as like the receiver background um, and pedigree and like, wouldn't surprise me if Carr falls or like you can end up adding Baker to the team or something later. Um, yeah. I kind of like Juwan Johnson. He, he's, I like building the three tight end rooms with guys like this more so than the Hunter Henry Pine. like yeah. super, super punts. Because like, these guys still have like a path to actually being a top eight tight end. Yeah. I, I think that's a really good point. And one thing, and I think Sean's really good about this too, when I'm drafting with him of like, you know, and this happens in DFS, right, too? Like, what percentage of people, when they go, they have an empty DraftKings lineup, and they go, all right, I'm going to put in my quarterback, my double stack, and my bring back. And it's mm -hmm. just like this clean thing. And it's not even right. saying that it's bad, but that happens in best ball, too. It's like, I want to do a hyper-fragile build. I'm going to start with three running backs. I'm going to do a zero RB build. I'm going to start with this. And it's like bending these structures and getting off, because I think a lot of people, when they do say three late tight ends, it's like, those are my last three picks. It's just so easy. I don't think about it until those last three. Yeah. Whereas if you can ping pong around that and still get the structural benefits without the same texture of three late tight ends as everyone else, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. And especially like it matters what QBs and stacks you're building for. So like Burrow or Mahomes, you have a lot of paths to cheap and frequent um, chief pass catchers. Anthony Richardson or Jimmy G, if you end up on that path, there's oh, there's going to be like a pass catcher to grab in round 16 or 17. You may not like the name, but like a Josh Downs or, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro, Mayor, Jelani Woods. Right. Like you have paths to filling in the gaps um, based on what receiver or like based on what stacks you're kind of chasing here. So I kind of do like um, pushing up tight ends a little bit into that rounds, you know, 13 to 16 guys with like, I think some path to upside rather than just like playing the uh, five points per game and hope you fall into the touchdown guys. Yeah. At first, when you said you kind of like Juwan Johnson and the reason you were going to give, I thought it was going to say to balance out your your Taysom Hill uh, heavy bag, but it sounds like you're in on both of them. Uh, I mean, more so Taysom for sure. I don't draft him on the same team, but um, yeah, 
it in a galaxy brain world like they correlate positively because Taysom's going to be throwing the ball to john johnson you know what i mean yeah <laughs> yeah there you go i hey i i have come i've come around on on Taysom. what am i up to yeah i'm, I'm over on Taysom now so there you go That's good. um i've been red pilled by you guys uh Let's see. So structurally, I do think this is kind of an interesting um, way to think. We have three more picks. I think we know one of them is going to be a tight end. One of them is going to be a wide receiver. I think you could make an argument for, like, if we really liked a third quarterback, if we want to do something with Stroud. Um, we don't have to make that decision yet, but I do think we kind of no. have some a, a luxury pick. Yeah, I think we definitely want to add one, at maybe even two receivers. Yeah. Like you could you could tell me that Schultz and Jawan is enough a tight end also. Yeah. Like that's the other thing that like with Leone's draft capital, all right, we should probably make the pick and then talk. But um Yeah. It's uh it's rough. I can't like what receiver here do you, is it is it downs? Or like because do, Renfro's gone or like we a could Tim just Patrick. Do James here or Richie just James. We want him. Yeah. Like yeah. a this yeah, point, you can't, you can't I, not have Richie James. ADP's a construct. <laughs> Let's do Richie James, because then if we're thinking, what do you like better in this build, or just for the team, right? Do you like Jelani, or do you like Downs more? Um, It's probably Jelani, actually, now that I think of it. That's what I... Um, and you can push that around. You can push that decision around, too, I think. It's just a matter yeah. of, is there anyone that we want badly here? Yeah, this would probably just be another spot. If I mean, we could, we could still do downs and then have more flexibility for that last tight end. Oh, I don't. Do you think? What do you think? Are you definitely good at running back? Um, we could. I don't think it'd be bad no, to take no a six here. if we really like Chase Brown. Is not someone that I love, but if we're gonna do it with this, yeah, just yeah. The um, let's let's do that. Um, and then we kind of have more flexibility here. We can do another wide receiver or we can do another tight end. So we do, I'll, I'll recap here and then we can talk why that yep. was a little tricky. Uh, Joe Burrow, Anthony Richardson at quarterback, Jacobs, James Cook, Javante Williams, Rashad Penny, Devin Singletary, add Chase Brown to this big Bengals bet. Uh, wide receiver, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison, Gabe Davis, Alec Pierce, Richie James, and then tight end Dalton Schultz and Jawan Johnson, anything you do differently in retrospect? I know we were kind of crunched for time there. Um, no, I, I I like it. I think we're increasing the Bengals bet with a guy who could actually matter. Like in eighty plus percent, maybe even ninety plus percent, Chase Brown is just like a zero. But um, yeah, I think there's a path to where he can actually crack your roster. Whereas like Downs, like if you think of his, is am I confusing him? Is he like more of like the slot receiver, really small type? Dude. Yeah, so like is we've already bet on alec pierce um I don't, I don't think you need to double down on the anthony we got anthony richardson so cheap you don't need to double down with like the receivers and plus like yep. if our receivers aren't good enough already with what we've invested like i don't think the eighth guy is going to be the one who brings it over their top and probably won't be you know josh down so so i'm good there and then we can kind of it's sort of a luxury pick i think like tight end if something works great um it's sort of luxury pick here to end it. Yeah. I mean, looking just at like kind of our big correlation stuff, I mean, probably the one miss would be like if we had a Pittsburgh guy because we do have Pittsburgh mm. playing the Bengals in week 15 and playing our Colts 
in week 15. That's, yeah. That would have been a nice one. Alan Robinson is sitting there waiting for us. Uh... <sighs> is Alan Robinson going to be in the league by week 17? All right, no, we like, need it by week 15 and 16. This is like the fourth year in a row that you can go in and say, this is the best quarterback Alan Robinson has ever played with. Um, yeah. No. I know. Um or or you could uh if, if there's um if there's Noah Gray bros out there, they should be touting Darnell Washington right now to us as well. <laughs> yeah, RIP. What was what was his ADP in the big board? Was, oh Darnell's? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was like Kincaid levels, uh, I think. But we'll always have that time of him pushing a sled easy. Oh, that was that was pretty cool. That was pretty Here cool. they come. Yeah, Fryermuth would have been sweet. I'm trying yeah. to even just see, was yeah. he even where was he there? Was he would he been at like would it have been the Javante eight? pick? It would have been the Javante pick. Yeah. We probably, and that was a super flat pick for us. I probably yeah. would undo that one if we could. Yeah. Yeah. When's, um, when is Underdog going to add Lay Swap? <laughs> exactly. Actually, they, they do technically kind of have it. Uh, for the uh, for the dailies. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So thinking about how we stick the landing here. Um, would you, if, if Kisiki fell, would you consider him as a, as a bring back to the Buffalo stuff? For sure. For sure. Um, plus I think he's, I mean, I don't know if people are listening, going to take, I mean, Hunter Henry over Kisiki. Okay. And then how would you weigh then Jelani, who is like the more obvious, uh, pick, but like you said, we don't have to force a double with Richardson at the prices we got. Um, I think I would. And then we got the Michael Mayer thing we talked about before yeah. when we passed There's on. Like, so many options here that are all fine. Like what yeah. she will tell you is that they're all like slightly better than ADP, but you know, five and a half to seven or six points per game. It's like choose your own adventure. Kind of a cop-out answer. I do think I would lean Jelani um, here just because it's easier to bet. Like you're, you'll get 17 weeks of that bet versus Michael Mayer is just so contingent on this team making it to week 17. So True. I think Jelani is probably the, the slam dunk here if Gasicki doesn't fall. But if it's Gasicki, I think it helps a little with the week 17. And plus he like actually has a player profile that actually could matter. And one thing I do think about is, you know, I have no problem making the team level correlation bets, like the Schultz and Singletary thing we did, especially when you're getting discounts. But I do think like, if we're yeah. playing for 99th percentile outcomes in week 17, we want Josh Jacobs getting all those touchdowns for the Raiders. Oh, like, sure. We sure. And so in those scenarios, I think it makes sense. So, I mean, we have our option of all of these. I, I'm good with either Gesicki or Woods, and I think I'm with you. I still lean Woods here. Are you good with that? Yeah, I mean, I, this has Woods like two spots ahead of Gesicki and has them both very good. Um, but okay. I, I like Woods here. Last call, just Noah Gray, just for just for the Please fun. Don't. Okay, no, <laughs> just have your your team that you drafted on stream with me ruined. Um, all right, all right, easy. This is a, a fun team. Let's see. Let's look at it in the sheet here. See this how we did. Like way up there, by the way. Oh, for like the yeah. Talk talk a little oh, bit yeah. about the uh, the scores here and how that works. As I've seen people screenshotting uh, their scores. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. It shows you something different than what it does for me because it kind of it uses. Um, it uses Excel or Google Sheets like random uh, randomizer to use a standard um, standard distribution. I look at basically my adjusted points per game with the correlations and looked at standard deviation of player profiles. Like someone like Derrick Henry or Taysom Hill have spikier profiles. Their weight yeah. range of outcomes is wider versus say a Keenan Allen or Chris Godwin slot receiver type. 
or quarterbacks, um, pocket passers are kind of narrower and um, things like that. So looked at that and it simulates your team, simulates um, in air quotes, it's just Excel um, random, random number generator, but it plugs in like as you're going and you can kind of chase like what a good score is here. And it knows like your tight end buys. What I haven't told it yet is that Kyler Murray's probably not playing 16 games. It doesn't know that that like it would have been helpful if, for your chat to tell it that James Williams is missing a couple of games. Javante might miss. So this like <laughs> yeah. this assumes everyone plays 16 games. Um but it's kind of a way that you're looking at, oh, I'm on a slow draft clock. Like, do I pick QB or tight end? What adds more points to my team? Um yeah. that's where I've kind of found it. But it's it's cool to chase like a uh, 150 plus points. Granted, this is like a it's it's near a ceiling because like with right. all these assumptions, you're chasing ceiling, but that's what you have to do um you know it's when three and a half million could you like could you achieve a much higher score but at the sake of like building a suboptimal team if you're just ripping in too many correlations or is it or does it balance it no. out like if you took six guys from the eagles or or i don't know even a worse team no it would be bad um okay like if you're chasing if you're score chasing like in theory like that would be right because you you would be balancing correlation with like actual good players like the only way to like you can't just jam in pure correlation because you're going to lose to teams that actually have good players like you can't out correlate your way into like a, a six round reach in round two like it doesn't make mm -hmm. sense like, yeah all right final recap of the team for the audio listeners uh big thanks to easy for joining me um and helping me co-pilot this team. We got Joe Burrow and Anthony Richardson at quarterback. Josh Jacobs, James Cook, Javante Williams, Rashad Penny, Devin Singletary, Chase Brown at running back. Wide receivers, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, Jordan Addison, Gabe Davis, Alec Pierce, and Richie James. Tight end, Dalton Schultz, Jawan Johnson, Jelani Woods. I'd say other than that like tough spot with Javante and maybe we would have reached for Fryermuth instead, uh, I think we uh, we let this draft come to us. I, I agree. Um... We, like this is an example of like this will push you in correlation but like at the end of the day you still a lot of times you're just drafting mostly the best guys on the board and it kind of helps you fill out um the draft so you know it, it's supposed to be like uh complimentary it's not like a correlation take the wheel type thing but i think <laughs> exactly. that this team is pretty sweet it is a very fun team. And, you know, we were able to do what we always say, right? Where you want to build a really smart correlated team, but you preferably like to do it with some ADP values as you go. Getting Richardson, huge fallers there. We, you know, scooped up some guys like Penny and Singletary. Um, I think just built a really strong team. And then when we do throw ADP out the window, it's at the end where it's like all of these wide receivers are the same. It doesn't matter if you yep. take Richie James at 191 or not. Yep. Um. Yeah, Easy, give it, give the, uh, you spend more time in my Discord than I even spend in my Discord. So give the people the plug on the Deposit Kingdom Discord, which someone mentioned on Twitter with Twitter going to shit. I mean, the Deposit Kingdom yeah. might just be the place we all have to go now. That's true. Um, I spend an inordinate amount of time in there. Um, start like Club NGMI, but I'm there in like the Badge Bro channels. And if you like tag me in any other channel, like I'll probably uh, show up within a few minutes, if not seconds. So, um, you know, love the people there. Like a lot of people grinding their absolute cocks off, like sweating every inch of EV in every contest that Underdog puts out there. Um, you no, know, it's fun. 
It is indeed. And you guys hear me mention it a lot, but like easy, easy said, there are so many uh, corners of the discord there. We got the badge bros guys. There's threads for all of those different sports. Even the general best ball channel has been popping of late, all kinds of discussion in there. So I highly recommend hopping in there. And I was going to pull up here, just easy. You don't get to, you don't get to flex this uh, a lot, but the, your rank in mm. the deposit kingdom here, I need to, uh, to pull up this leaderboard here in a second, but it is, um, you have, what do you, what level are you at right now? I need to pull this up. Um, here, see. I'm going to get this screen share here. So uh, while he's pulling this up, the deposit kingdom discord, it has based on activity. It has, um, XP experience points or whatever. It's just basically measured by how active you are in there. Easy. Number one, by a good margin level 118, you have achieved true thought leader status in here. You see some other familiar names, Dangy, Lou dog, pump, Ori Babs, basically all the NGMI guys who, you know, cut their teeth during the NFT bull run, boosting these numbers, but you easy have continued your, uh, XP even post <laughs> NFTs. Yeah. Um, I have an addictive personality. I like figuring things out and I like talking. I like, you know, I think I'm right. And I like to back it up with a lot of words. So, <laughs> well, shout <laughs> out a good place to, for it. to easy. And I do have, uh, if you go in the FAQ, I have a post. There are uh, some rewards when you hit certain levels. Um, did you ever get your bomber jacket? Hold please. Um, sorry. I don't okay. want to make this run like super long, but hold. Uh, no, 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 please go it's get not, it. I forgot to get it. Easy's going to get his bomber jacket. So I do have those in the FAQ. There's an article talking through when you hit certain levels, you can get access to free joggers, completely free, just based on you hitting those levels in the Discord. Immediately after Easy shows his uh, bomber jacket, I am going to be heading over to ADP Chasing. The show's supposed to start right now. The ADP Chasing chat is going to be mad at me for starting late, but you can refresh. Oh, look at this. How does it fit, dude? That looks good on you. That looks good on you. I love it. There it is. That is a free reward if you spend as much time in the Deposit Kingdom Discord as easy. Looking good, buddy. Um, hope everyone has a, a great 4th of July. I will have no shows tomorrow. I'll be back on Wednesday for Best Ball Breakfast. And uh, yeah, head over to ADP, Chase, and we're going to talk weekly winners here. Appreciate all of you guys spending your holiday weekend with us. Thank you again to Easy. Shout out to all of you in the Deposit Kingdom. We will catch you in there as Twitter goes to shit. We will see you guys next time. Have a great 